Welcome to What's Her Story, the podcast for ambitious women who are ready to use their story as a catalyst for change. I'm your host, Erica Akingwe, best-selling author, content strategist, and author coach to high-achieving, globally-minded women. I started this podcast because honestly, I'm nosy. Every time I see a woman shining, living aligned and abundant in life and business, I wonder, ooh, what's her story? I know this, women who believe in themselves and their story are better equipped to help others transform. So if you're ready to connect over honest conversations and be inspired by other impact-driven women, you're in the right place. Sit back, relax, and welcome to the What's Your Story podcast. Welcome back to the What's Your Story podcast, where we boldly own our voice, seek purpose over perfection, and use our story as a catalyst for change. I am ecstatic to bring you our first guest conversation of What's Your Story a woman who is absolutely shining that you need to know. And most of all, like as she shines, she amplifies others. Her whole mission, as you will hear, is around helping women really pivot into their purpose. So I want to introduce you to Kelly before I bring in our conversation, which was just gold nugget after gold nugget after gold nugget. So Kelly Abanda is a rebellious rule follower who has successfully navigated several major pivots in her life. In 2016, she quit her senior level corporate job to pursue a lifelong dream of traveling the world solo. This magical leap was meant to last only three months, but turned into three years and 23 countries around the world. Beyond adventure and connections, Kelly had huge internal transformations during her travels, most notably that she committed to stay out of hustle mode and intentionally create a life centered around freedom, connection, and trust. Since returning, she launched a new dream of helping other people build their own unique life, even when that means creating new rules. She is dynamite. As I mentioned in our conversation, Vibrant is the word that I think of when I think of Kelly. I am so honored to call her friend. We actually get together in real life, which I feel like is another whole level of friendship in this day and age. I just can't wait to have you join our conversation. So without further ado, here's Kelly Abanda. Welcome to the What's Her Story podcast, Kelly. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I cannot wait to get into this. Mm, It's going to be so good. You have legit been along for the ride on getting this podcast off the ground. And so I'm really excited that you are also our first guest, first of many on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you. What an honor. That's so cool. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here and so proud of everything you've done to make this possible. And I know that listeners are going to be so thankful that you said yes to your own idea Mm. of making Mm. this happen. So Mm. can't wait to get in. Yeah. So right before this, I've given your bio, I've 
told a little bit about you, what I would love to hear and what our listeners would love to hear in your own words is what's your story? How did you get from where you were, like climbing a corporate ladder and like really being on the trajectory of like this, we do this first and then this first, and then we like, you know, just following kind of along and to where you are now as a rebellious rule follower and helping women like really identify where they're stuck and move forward from there. So what's your story? Yeah, this is such a great question. And as a, as it is for many people, I think hard to sum up in just a few sentences, but I'll do my best to make this story compelling and succinct enough so that everybody who's listening can relate and understand and also hopefully have a little inspiration about moving forward in their own journey. So like many people, I had been living according to rules of what I was supposed to do in most of my life. And always underneath had this rebellious person who was kind of like, I would like to just do it my own way. And there's little ways that that showed up in, in, in different parts of my life. There was always that rebellious rule follower. And I say that because most people who hear it and go, oh, I get it. It's because you know already that there's a part of you that you don't want to buck the whole system and say, you know, I want to just be my own thing and I don't care about anything else. And I want to disregard other people, but you also have a desire to do things your own way. Mm-hmm. And so that was always there. I just always kept it under the surface because I felt like in order to do what I was supposed to in the world, I had to keep that under the surface and mostly be the rule follower. Mm. So in my professional life, what that looked like was climbing the corporate ladder. And I have had a lot of different career trajectories over the course of my life. I've been a nonprofit. I've been in the corporate world. I've now been an entrepreneur, but where the big change in my life happened, that's this major pivot in my own story was that I was in a senior leadership role. I was making really good money. I was living in Los Angeles and had a really good life for all accounts and purposes. So I had the career, I had a good community of friends. I was making great money with incredible benefits that are basically unheard of, like the kind of benefits that I had six weeks of paid vacation and totally Mm. paid healthcare. And they paid money into a retirement fund and I didn't even have to match it. They just did it. Like all these things that I thought, oh my gosh, I, if I would have just looked at the list, I would have been like, I've made it. Finally, I've made it. But when I really reflected on my own happiness and what I really wanted, those didn't actually check the boxes. They were great. They made me feel safe and secure. They made me feel like I was doing what I was supposed to, but I wanted my story to be different. And so I got really serious about asking myself what I really wanted and figuring out how to align my life according to what I actually wanted and not what I thought I should want and not just what felt safe. And Mm. when I did that, I had the realization, first of all, that nobody besides me was going to change my life. I couldn't wait for somebody else to discover some hidden talent and suddenly want to pay me a lot of money to do something that I thought was amazing. I couldn't wait for my job to just, you know, change my responsibilities or, you know, make everything different. I had to decide that I was willing to align with what I really wanted. And so in that process, decided that what I really wanted in that season was to pursue this lifelong dream of traveling the world solo with very little itinerary. And so I finally got the courage and left that job. And I was going to travel just for three months originally. And three months turned into four. At four months, I returned back to LA and decided that I wasn't done. I 
basically gave away everything that I owned except for a few things that fit in a storage unit, got rid of my car, got rid of my apartment, which was harder than leaving the job because it was rent controlled in Los Angeles, which oh wow, if you know, you know, that's a hard (laughs) thing to give up. I was like, I can find another job. I cannot find another rent controlled apartment at this price. Um, So I did all of that and I ended up going back out on the road for in, in the end, almost four years total. And went to, you know, 20 some different countries, had experiences I couldn't have created through a travel agent or by reading a book and making it happen. It was just magical things that happened. What that did for me, not only did those experiences shape me because I got to do really incredible things like get lost in the South Pacific Sea and feel like I was going (laughs) to die. Like more than once that happened. (laughs) Um, Or I'm sure we'll get into some of the stories too, as we go, but like really incredible things happened. So not only did that shape me, but what it did was it gave me this permission to create a life that was according to the rules that I wanted to make. And that is not to say that I wanted to become a complete rebel against all of society. It was just meant to say, I want to live my life according to what makes me happy and be happy with that. Mm-hmm. And once I decided to do that, I knew that I wanted to help other people do that too. And so that really mm-hmm. writes the story of where I am today is to help other people mm-hmm. do that because mm-hmm. what happens so frequently is that we're going along with this system without ever knowing how to ask the questions and to pause long enough to say, what do I really want? Mm-hmm. And what is it going to take to make that happen? So mm-hmm. I love helping people create that space and ask those questions of themselves so mm-hmm. that they can then have the courage to be their own kind of rebellious rule follower and create mm-hmm. their own new roles. Mm-hmm. So powerful, so invigorating. I, I do believe so many of us can identify with that, like, especially this before feeling of like looking around saying, okay, if things are so good, why do I feel so bad or bland or just stuck? You know, it, it can surface in different ways. How did you experience, like, if there was a feeling in your body or like one description that was like, okay, something's off. What was that for you? I love the word you just used, which was bland mm. in- that that would be a good descriptor of how I felt. And there's all kinds of things that came after that feeling, but that was like at the core of like, mm. this is, I don't feel like this is it. I don't yeah. feel like I was really intended to be in this space of like safe and secure and check, check, check all the boxes, but mm. to feel discontent and to feel bland mm. at the core of it. I, mm-hmm. I was seeking something that had more intrigue, that had more adventure, that had a little bit mm-hmm. more risk, that had a mm-hmm. little bit more of engagement of like the core of me. Mm-hmm. That was what I was really seeking. And I don't know that I would have had the words right away. In fact, I wish I would have known to hire a coach at the time to help me uncover <laughs> that and unpack it. Yeah. But when I look back, I can definitely see that. And mm-hmm. as I'm sure many people can identify with is right after that would come feelings of guilt. Mm, so yes, because you have everything. Yes. Why should like, I feel this why way? Should like, I complain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, who do I think I am? Why can't I just be happy? Like I have all the things and how many people would give anything to have what I have right now. So who do I think I am that I could even question this? Right. So then I'd shut it down and be like, mm-hmm. no, just keep riding along because Mm-hmm. I would be ungrateful. I would be selfish. I would be like throwing something away that I shouldn't throw away that I should be valuing. Mm-hmm. And that kept me from getting into alignment for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
I, I definitely see bland as being like, you're allergic to bland. Like you're <laughs> the last person I would think of with like bland. You're like the two words that I can, that immediately come to mind for you is like spicy and vibrant. Like there's nothing <laughs> bland. I love even your wardrobe. If you all are watching on YouTube, like the video, like you're just always colorful and vibrant. And I could see how bland would be like, mm not for me, you know? Yes. And that's not to say bland might be somebody else's pinnacle of like, this is where I want to be. And that's Mm -hmm. totally okay. Yeah. The whole point is like, are you being true to who you want to be? Mm -hmm. And only you can change it. You know, only I, Mm -hmm. in that situation could make something different. Mm -hmm. There's no other person who can Mm -hmm. make me feel Mm-hmm. truly how I want to feel. I have to create that. Other people mm-hmm. can be a part of it and community and other people are a huge part of my story. I wouldn't have had basically any of the amazing adventures while traveling if it weren't for other people. Yeah. But it took being able to say, am I willing to sacrifice what I need to sacrifice in order to align with what's really true for me? Because bland is is not for me. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said something interesting that I think is very key when someone is feeling stuck and ready for a change. You didn't use these words exactly, but radical uh, personal responsibility. It is so empowering to be like, I can make a decision for myself. And it's also all the risk is also in our court. Like, okay, I am now responsible for myself. I'm no longer pointing at other people, blaming them or circumstances. Like what it, it's a, it's a shift. It's, it was something that took me a long time to understand the power of saying, okay, I'm like radically taking responsibility for my own life. Becoming the author of my own life is really taking that pen and saying, it's not about what other people are saying or telling me what to do or the boxes that society puts us in. Is there a step? Cause you you coach a lot of incredible professionals, incredible like business people, or just people like women on the verge of change, like on that brink of change. What role does radical personal responsibility play and how, like, what would be something you would give them as a tool to like step into that a little bit more or better questions? It it really radical self-responsibility is the core of this entire shift. Mm -hmm. And the thing that is a little bit, I don't know if juxtaposition, that's not the right word, but like what I imagine a lot of listeners might be feeling is like, but I'm a very responsible person. So that, that automatically fits for me. This is something different. You could be a very responsible person in the world. Mm. That doesn't automatically mean you are radically taking responsibility for your own happiness. So the difference here is that we often associate, especially women, it can be anybody, but we can often associate being a responsible person with outside obligations. Like Mm -hmm. if I say, yes, I'm going to be there and do it. That's great. We should be that responsible kind of person. I'm doing (laughs) the things I'm supposed to do as a good citizen of the world. Great. Mm -hmm. You should have that kind of responsibility. Responsibility. This is different. 
This is about our, am I willing to get honest about what I really want and need? And sometimes it's hard to uncover that. That's why having coaches will help because mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll, I'll have clients come to me and they're just like, I know I'm not happy. I don't really know what I want instead. Mm -hmm. And I don't yet know if I'm willing to do, to make the changes or to give up the things that feel really good to me right now in order mm -hmm. to do that. But I know that I don't want to keep going exactly how things are. And it's yeah. totally okay not to know mm -hmm. what's not okay is then to stay in that place. So that's where radical responsibility mm. for your own happiness comes in, where mm -hmm. you, you get to look at yourself and say, I finally can see it's only up to me to make the changes. And I'm willing to take the steps to go that direction. It can be intimidating to think about going all the way from wherever you are to the goal of where you want to get to. So yeah. what I say, you know, you ask the question about what are some tools like to start that journey Mm -hmm. And it's starting back from exactly where you are to say, what's just the first step I can take in this direction? And mm -hmm. how can I be really honest with myself, both about what I want and need that's missing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. about what I might have to shift in order to create what I really want? Because mm -hmm. it, as fun as, I mean, I would not give up <laughs> those experiences around the world for anything, but there yeah. was abs there were absolutely things I had to sacrifice in order for that to even be a possibility. I had to mm -hmm. sacrifice financial security from my job. I had to sacrifice sometimes very like creature comforts of living because when I was living <laughs> in a village in Fiji, I was sleeping on a floor, you know, outdoor <laughs> toilet, outdoor, like barely any electricity, like no bikes, let alone cars, right? Like you just walk. There were a lot of things that I mm. had to give up in mm -hmm. order for that to become a reality for me. Mm. And I had to be honest about, am I willing to do that? So the radical, the radical responsibility, just start with like that first step. You don't have to mm -hmm. give it all up yet. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if somewhere along the line, your answer is I'm not willing to do that, but to understand mm -hmm. then that now you get to redefine what happiness is. Mm, so yeah. it's not up to anybody else. At some point, you've got to stop looking at everybody around you to be like, well, my boss is a jerk or my spouse is not doing what they should, or my kids are being a handful or my friends mm -hmm. aren't doing the thing. Like, no, even mm -hmm. if they were all, I will, I can guarantee you if that's how you've been feeling, then even if they all started acting exactly as you hope they will, you're not going to be happy yes. because it's internally something is off mm -hmm. and you have to fix that. Yes. Yeah. Your happiness or joy. I like joy is more, you know, less circumstance-based. Your joy is not contingent on exterior. You know, there's so much to say about that. Like just yeah. Starts with our thoughts, our thoughts. So I love that you really lean into adventure and journey. It's part of your story with world traveling. And even in the States, like for the listeners, <laughs> Kelly and I met virtually for probably two years, at least maybe even we were in each other's world for a while. We met at a, an event, Rachel Luna's confidence activated. That was like a two day event. So it was again, brief, but you know, it's nice to put a Zoom face to an actual body. <laughs> so she was wearing some very loud, colorful <laughs> pants. <laughs> I will forever remember that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, I love her. Like vibrant, right? Vibrant, spicy. And then last year I had my birthday and I put out an invitation to just a few people like, hey, I would love to have a weekend at the beach in Clearwater. I put it out to her, but Kelly, you really 
living in LA and I genuinely wanted you there, but also like, okay, this is a very far stretch. I don't know who would fly all the way across the country for a weekend. And it was, it was kind of value thing for me too. Like, am I worth someone flying somewhere for? You showed up and we had not only the most amazing weekend, but you're like, I'm going to move here. And then took all everything you own and drove all the way across the country. And it just says so much about not only your character, but your values, right? When you value adventure and you've, you've mentioned like, you're fine with a little bit of risk. Like you're used to now a lot of movement that it is, you stay in alignment knowing those values, even when it means, yeah, I'm going to move to Florida because I visited once (laughs) here and it was magical. So can you you like what would what would you say are your top three or four values have they always been your values or was it do you feel like seasons change your values are they constant or evolving yeah so I think I mean I probably some of these well I'll tell you first the first question was around what are my top values and my top values are adventure Mm -hmm. surprise (laughs) Surprise. right community Mm. authentic relationships so community authentic relationships might feel like the same but I'll tell you in a second why why I I separate those out. So those are my top three. I think there's probably always been a part of me that those have been intrinsically who I am. How much they show up in my life has absolutely changed over time. And I think getting in alignment with what I really want. So that's where my fourth value will come in. And that's being in touch with my intuition and trusting it to guide me the right way. So the things that like, let me just use the story you just gave as an example of, I can tell you where I had intuitive hits about what I was supposed to do next. And even where I started to say no to one of them, and I'm so glad that I didn't allow the no to overrule. So when you invited me to come, I think originally we were talking about it was going to be like a tropical island somewhere. Yeah. I mean, that's then, always ideal. Right. Of course. <laughs> of course. And then just as time as time went on, then it was going to be that we're meeting, you know, in the, the Clearwater Tampa area. And at first I was like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Do I really want to go to Tampa? Like, I don't know if that's not you, you would have been worth going anywhere, but like, what am I, why would I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So I started to have that. And then you and I had a conversation actually, I don't know if you remember this, but we were talking about it. I think the week of, or the week right before, and you were just telling like, you were just telling me what was going to happen at that point. I didn't think I was coming, Mm. but as you talk, I had an intuitive hit that Mm. I was supposed to be there. And if I would have let my logic roll, it would have been like, well, no way, because I just was moving back to LA finally after the pandemic, like it's a longer story, but I was finally getting back to LA. I just bought a car again. I was getting ready to like put my roots back down in LA, you know, flying across the country. And actually I was supposed to be going to Portland at that same exact time. So like logically nothing would say yes, but my Mm -hmm. intuitive hit said I needed to be there. Mm, and so, so powerful. I had to let that intuitive hit be the, the lead and then rearrange the thing. So talk about like there was a sacrifice in it. Like I had to change my Portland, which meant, you know, financially there was a little bit of a, you know, loss or whatever there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why, like, I love you. I'm so like, it's not about yeah. spending time with you. That's not the question, but I didn't know yeah. like why, mm-hmm. like why mm-hmm. I had that hit. I just knew I had to follow it. Mm. So I couldn't let logic be the ruler. But mm-hmm. if I had not, you know, several years prior allowed that intuitive voice to be the leader mm. in decision-making, it's not yeah. that logic never comes in. I'm always going to be a mix of those two, but yeah. the world 
encourages our logic. It mm-hmm. does not encourage our intuitive no. voice. So it I tries know, to silence it. Yes. Like, no, don't. Why are you doing that? It's, yeah. you know, irresponsible it, or whatever. Yes. <laughs> it's irresponsible. You're going to regret it. The, mm-hmm. You don't, you can't determine the result and all of that mm-hmm. can be true. Mm-hmm. It can be true. And the, the, the thing is of coming back to the radical responsibility of like, okay, am I going to honor what I have decided for me are my top values? And this is one of them mm-hmm. that I will follow intuitive hits when I know they're strong. And I will tell you about my intuition. Mm-hmm. I can almost always tell you that it's at work because it's in opposition to what feels logical, but it feels peaceful at the same time. So I knew I needed to make that change. I made it. And then when I got here, I wasn't thinking I'm going to go there and want to move there. Florida was the last place I thought about moving. But when I got here, then my intuition kicked in again and said, I think there's something else you need to be like, you need to be here. If I had said no, when my logic wanted to say no, I would have missed Mm. out on all of that. Mm. Mm. But that was like, it gives me goosebumps. Yes. Because sometimes we want to change, but we want to see like steps A through Z instead of like, let's just trust step B. And we could never have seen point C from point A. You know, we have to like move along. Um, Because so three things that are the core of this podcast is owning your voice. And I, I believe like what you're saying is trusting your voice. That's really finding and owning your voice and then seeking purpose over perfection. It's taking those leaps where it's like, okay, it feels like purpose. It doesn't feel like perfection. It doesn't feel like the always the logical thing. And then using your story as a catalyst for change. This last piece of like using your story as a catalyst for change. How have you used all of these experiences to help them direct you in what you do as a coach, your clients, in your community? You know, how has this driven you to where you are in in a mode of like impact? So the the way that I think that there could be so many answers to that, but I think the biggest, the most clear answer to me when I hear that question about how do I use my story to impact people, it's the way that I coach people is because I understand what it feels like to be in the place of indecision or to not even know how to tap into that intuitive voice. Mm-hmm. So often people, they have it. Everybody has it. Your intuitive voice really is always trying to speak to you. Mm-hmm. It's, it has just because of situations, because of, again, our society, it, it elevates the value of logic over intuition. Mm-hmm. And we start to think of them as opposing forces instead of finding mm-hmm. ways that they can actually really work together because both of those voices want what's best for you. It's just the way that they go about it might be different because they haven't learned to work together. So in my, in my own story and my own experience of seeing what it's like to navigate this and to figure out the difference between one and the other and how to bring them together. The biggest way that my, I can use my story as a coach is helping other people navigate through that. Mm. And I have, I can see maybe before they can see Mm -hmm. when they're letting one thing or the other have space or not have space. And so as a coach, then I can redirect that Mm -hmm. with questions. So it's always coming from inside of them. I'm, I'm not saying from the outside, you're wrong. You're doing this wrong. (laughs) It's not that because that's not actually helpful. I want clients to work with me and in working with me, learn to learn how to identify and trust that voice so that when we're not Mm -hmm. together, that you're not like, Oh God, I need Kelly to help me with this. Yeah. So I'll work with you forever. I love working (laughs) with people for a long time, but I want you to start learning how how to use that intuitive hit mm-hmm. 
and trust it and to start making different choices and to move in the direction so that you can really be in alignment, which I know is so important for your process when you're talking to people about their stories, like be in alignment. How can I be in alignment if I'm not even taking time to understand what Mm. is aligned for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not taking anybody else's definition. I'm taking the time and space to identify for me what alignment looks like mm-hmm. and then moving in that direction. And so that's like, as a coach, that's how I use it. It's understanding what it's like and helping people through that process. Mm-hmm. From a much broader perspective, I think just seeing it can be inspiring to see that somebody else took a risk and it worked out, that somebody mm-hmm. else was in a place of feeling stuck and did something about it and it's okay. Like the mm-hmm. other side can be okay. Like it's okay mm-hmm. to let go of all of those things that felt like I can't possibly let go of these things. Right. Yeah. So that part of using my story that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like inspirational in that sense of just like, if she could do it, I can do it. And that's yes. so true. Cause I keep hoping that one day Amazon's going to deliver like a special cape <laughs> to me that gives me all superpowers. Yeah. So far they haven't. Acknowledges your <laughs> awesomeness. <laughs> no, I mean like that suddenly it gives me some kind of other power that I don't have. Yeah. But you know, this, I think this is maybe for any listener right now who's thinking like, oh, that's nice for her, but it's not for me. Like Mm. it's, these are all the reasons why she could make a choice to align differently, but I Mm. couldn't. Yeah. I just want to challenge you. If you're thinking that right now, I just want to challenge you because it's not true. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there's something in my life that gives me more privilege or more opportunity. I'm not denying that at all. But what I want to challenge is it goes back to that radical responsibility of Mm -hmm. what is it that you can do Mm -hmm. to align more with what you really want to align with. There's a reason that you're staying safe and it isn't because you have no other choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because our brains are wired to keep us safe and in community, like avoid abandonment and rejection. And when we can work through those root causes with a coach like you, like working through those root causes, we can open up really acknowledging like, yes, like actually that served me to get me this far that did keep me in community or following the rules or, you know, the sense of security. Thank you. And I'm ready for something different, something new. I love that your business and your website is called design your detour. And you have a lot of like analogies and imagery with roads and journeys, and you've developed a map for helping people identify like where they are in their journey as a whole things that help them see the next step. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I'm super excited about this particular roadmap that you're talking about because it's a new visual for something I've been saying in words for a while, but I have now created a pivot roadmap. And in that, inside that roadmap, I help people think about three really important categories. And one are the essentials that you need for your trip. So that's things like your starting point, what's your goal, what's, you know, what's your timeline, what, what is your why? Getting to your why is so important. And I can tell you that almost every time somebody tells me their first why, that's not their actual why. Yeah. Right. But at least starting somewhere. So the whole point of all of this is it isn't going to give you everything, but it's going to help you feel like, okay, I've got some more and I filled in the gaps a little bit. So now I can take the next step. So that's the first category. The second category are roadblocks because any road trip you're going to take any journey you're going to have, there's going to be things that come up that make the journey take longer or make you take a detour you weren't wanting to take, or, you know, you're going to get tired when you weren't expecting it, or there's construction, all of that. So help people thinking about what roadblocks 
roadblocks might they anticipate? And then a whole category of roadside assistance. Like what are the things I can employ to help me navigate this whole journey and make sure that I get to the end because we're not meant to do it alone. And most Mm -hmm. of us can't do it alone. And honestly, if you think you can do it alone, here's my next question for you. How is that working for you? Because it probably Uh, isn't. Yeah. Right. You're still feeling stuck. You're not meant to just figure it out all on your own. Another phrase I use all the time now is you can't read the label from inside the jar. Mm. And that's so true. So this roadmap helps people to think about, okay, here's the different pieces of each of these three major categories so that they can start identifying for themselves. What are my essentials? What are the roadblocks I might anticipate? And what are the roadside assistance elements that I could put on this journey so that Mm. I'm not doing it alone? And what this does is not only the, for the logical people, it gives you a space to like actually fill in like a list and to, to, to get that all in front of you. And for people who are visual, you get to, you can use the actual map and look at it in a very visual way. And it works for both sides Mm -hmm. of your brain and helps people just to to start putting some concrete Mm -hmm. meat, so to speak, behind Mm -hmm. this idea of I want to change and I just am not sure Mm. how to start or what this might entail. Because often you're thinking about your change in a way that makes it way more intimidating than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, I know a lot of people will hear my story and be like, oh, I would love to just quit my job and travel. Actually, maybe no, you wouldn't love to do it. It's like a fantasy for you right now. But in reality for you, maybe the pivot that you need is some adjustment in boundaries that you have. Maybe Mm. the pivot that you need is I just need a different, I don't want to leave my job altogether, but I, I need to find a different space within my company or I need mm-hmm. to engage different skills sets or whatever. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're, your your pivot, your journey doesn't have to be so dramatic. Drastic. It can yeah. be, yeah. but it doesn't have to be in order to find more joy, to find mm-hmm. more peace, to find more purpose. Like all those things that mm-hmm. are actually lighting, that would actually light you up. Mm-hmm. So this, this pivot roadmap is a way to help people take that next step. Mm, it's so good. It's so good. I am definitely a list person, but I also love visuals. So it's like, yeah, like you said, the right brain and left brain are so happy. <laughs> yes. They can <laughs> totally both. work together. Yes. <laughs> well, this has been amazing. How can people find you and work with you or schedule a call, you know, all the places, where would they go? All the things. So I would love for people to connect with me on Instagram. So Kelly Abanda, A-B-A-N-D-A, and I'm sure it'll be in the show notes as well, but follow me on Instagram. If you're interested in that roadmap, Mm -hmm. I would love to get that to you so that you can start this journey. So if you connect with me on Instagram and just send me a DM and say roadmap, and Mm -hmm. I will just ask a couple of questions and then I'll get you connected to that resource. If you already know that you are ready to make a change in your life and you just need the extra support to make it happen, Mm -hmm. also connect with me on Instagram and just again, send me a DM and let me know that because I've got a couple of ways to work with me. I do have a couple of one-on-one slots open. We work together for Mm -hmm. eight weeks. We we work through like where you're at and where you want to go start working through some of those roadblocks together because roadblocks, I'll tell you as a little sneak peek, there's two really important parts of the roadblock. And there's one of them in particular is almost always what 
keeps people holding them back. And that's mindset. That's mm-hmm. limiting beliefs. It's the mm-hmm. things that are you're telling yourself about why you can't. And even mm-hmm. if you can clearly identify what your limiting beliefs are, knowing what to do about it is where people mm-hmm. like, if you knew what to do about it, you would have already changed it. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. So <laughs> I, I will help walk through that and help you mm. figure out what your new mindset is and how to really release the other one. Because again, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, there are absolutely layers that you haven't thought about yet mm-hmm. about why you're holding on to that. So that's where I come in and help mm-hmm. people with that. So connecting on Instagram is really the best way. And even mm-hmm. if you just want to connect because you want to have a conversation about traveling, I love that too. So yeah. message me and let me know that you heard me here yeah. and we're going to, we're going to figure out how to get you moving in the next mm-hmm. journey. I want you, I really want you to align with whatever mm-hmm. it is for you mm-hmm. that's going to bring what's missing. So if what's missing mm-hmm. is peace, if what's, if what's missing is adventure, if what's missing is connection, whatever's mm-hmm. missing, I want to help you figure out how to mm-hmm. create the journey that will bring that to reality. Yes. Yes. And Kelly is such a powerful coach. I work with her and every time she hits me with some like potent question that knocks me over a little bit and gets me like digging deeper and seeing things in a way that I was like, you know, they're right in front of my face sometimes, or it's, it's hidden a little bit, but you just pull out the best. So I appreciate your potent questions. I love it. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, do you ever have a toothache and you can't, you want to keep just like kind of pushing the gum? Like it feels (laughs) better, but it hurts at the same time. Yeah. That's kind of how my patients can be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Tough love. It's all. In love. <laughs> it is all it's always in love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I am I've decided to end each episode with two powerful questions, two questions to um leave with the listeners. And the first one, it's no secret, or people will quickly understand that I'm like a book junkie. I just really believe in the power of books and encapsulating your story and your expertise into books. So I'm wondering what's a book that's been impactful to you as you stepped into owning your voice, seeking purpose over perfection, really using your story as a catalyst for change. There are so many books that it's hard, it's hard to say this, but I, I think just in alignment from what we're talking about today, I've actually just read this book that's mm. called, it's called 4,000 weeks. Ooh, 4,000 or 400. Yeah. Um, so the book is, I think it's a newer book actually, and somebody else recommended it to me, but I think the whole point of the book is really, you know, we have a limited amount of time and how are we choosing to spend it? Mm. And he does a great job in that book of talking about what makes this modern day a little bit different in figuring out what we're going to prioritize and not, because we have mm. an opportunity to prioritize everything. or want to prioritize everything and that doesn't work. So what do we do about it? So I really Mm. like the way that he talks about that and makes things feel very real and tangible. Mm. So I have recently really loved that book. I love it. I will check it out. I'll also put it in the show notes so you can, everyone can find it. And that actually leads really well into the last question is that here we're really big on confident action. It's not just about knowing more, it's taking action. And so I'm wondering, What's one thought or step you would like to leave with us today? I know you said one, I'm going to give you two. Okay. One is shining. Like talk to me on Instagram. So Mm. take that step and talk to me Mm. like wherever you're at. I just like, let's start a conversation around what's happening for you. The second thing is, so I say this with clients all the time. It's small, messy action. Mm. So I have a tool called the three and seven that I will often employ. And that basically is 
identify what are three small, messy actions. And by small and messy, I literally mean those words. So they're not perfect and they are very small. What are three small, messy actions I can take in the next seven days to move in the direction that I'd like to go? So Mm. don't be thinking about, you know, I need to quit my job by next week. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm going to spend 10 minutes journaling about what I might really love to do. 10 Mm. minutes, small. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, I'm not expecting that 10 minutes that has to give me an answer. I'm just going to do something that's moving in that direction. So what are three small, messy actions you can take in the next seven days to move in the direction you want to go. Mm, that's so powerful. Yes. Three small, messy action steps. We got it. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. It has been a pleasure. I hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as we have. Love to hear from you. You can screenshot this episode, tag both Kelly and I, Kelly Abanda and Erica Kingboye. Super easy to spell for both of us. Right. Totally. Everybody's going to be like those last names. I'm used to those for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Easy peasy. Share with us your biggest takeaway. We would love to hear from you and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to what's her story. I love spending time with you. Now I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And if you found value in this episode, share it with a friend and then come hang out with me on Instagram at Erica Akingboye. Be sure to check out the show notes. I've included all important notes and links, including how you can get the latest free download that is exactly how to use your story to create social change. I'll be back here next week and hope you will be too. See you there, friend.